2: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
3: This is Live Bet Saturday on vSEN,
4: the sports betting network.
5: Welcome you back in. It's another hour of Live Bet Saturday across the country from Connecticut, where Will Hill is standing by, here to Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson from our Circus Sportsbook studios. We're presented by Bet MGM as we continue rolling on. A couple of big finishes, Will, about to conclude in college basketball and yet another mega Saturday on the College Hoops card. Uh, first off, it is over in Philadelphia. Villanova pulls off another upset, 79-67 over Creighton. Winning the game is closing two or two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, So the market move from 3.5 to 2.5 or 2 was certainly warranted as Villanova uh, wipes out Creighton thanks to a 17-4 first half run that put them ahead. Uh, That's the first Power 5 game of the day. Final, the game we're watching right now, though, Texas Tech 82, TCU 81, 10 seconds left as Davion Harmon just hit a go-ahead layup uh, to give Texas Tech a one-point lead. TCU has one timeout left and will inbound the ball right now. So here we go. What a game in Lubbock. Uh, as Texas Tech had a foul to give and uses one right there. So, uh, and actually they have I think two fouls to give. So will they try That's to a foul. a huge ag- advantage. Yeah, well they try that to thing. foul again now with seven point five to go on the clock. What a great game though. The second, especially the second half, uh, Texas Tech has played a really hard-fought game, coming down from nine at the break.
3: Yeah, not just a uh, an exciting game, high scoring, good finish, but an important game. You know, a lot of these teams you get to this of the year and it's two good teams it's a great game but you know what they're both going to be in the tournament there's not a lot of impact this is one where texas tech might be playing for a berth here if they win this this is a a marquee win this uh could go a long way to putting them on the right side of the bubble
5: joe linardi coming into today the espn bracketologist had texas tech next four out and you know it's so it's so interesting a day like today where you had clemson as a next four out team uh they made a big statement went to raleigh just pounded nc state on Senior Day, that's 94-71 in the final minute of the game as six-point underdogs Clemson wins. Also, you have College of Charleston, who's in the first four out as as a result of them being technically tied for first in the CAA with Hofstra, but don't have the tiebreaker. So they would not, by at least the bracketology metrics, have that automatic bid. Charleston is a 20-point favorite today, just destroyed Stony Brook by 40, 92-52. So those teams on the wrong side of the bubble entering today will have shown up. It's now for Texas Tech a team that is, has lost 12 games this year and started 1-10 in, in Big 12 play. Can they get a signature win? Uh, TCU just takes their final timeout right now. TCU at DraftKings plus 210 on the live money line. And with with still a foul to give, how do you play this now if you're Texas Tech? 7.5 seconds to go. You would, you would think it's probably, uh, you could do an immediate foul, try to take a couple more seconds off the clock.
3: Yeah, you probably just have to feel them out offensively. If you feel like they're getting some momentum towards the hoop, you give that foul. You don't want to just waste it and give it to give it. But yeah, that's a huge advantage to have at the end of uh, the end of these games. And you mentioned Charleston, rooting for them to get in. They'd be a fun team in the yeah. tournament. But I'm also rooting for Ho- Hofstra to get in. You're probably not going to get both of them in, but Hofstra hasn't been in the tournament in forever. They did win the conference tournament a few years ago, but that was the COVID year where a couple of days later, the, you know, the world came crashing down and they didn't get a chance to play in. So sort of rooting for Hofstra. That wasn't that was a tough deal uh, with a lot of those teams. That year, that got in and never got a chance to play.
5: Yeah, the Hofstra Pride, who have have come out of nowhere. Everybody just assumed, well, CAA, one bid league, it's Charleston. Right. That's it. Hofstra wins ten straight games to pull into a tie for first with Charleston. Uh, and so, yeah, we definitely pulling for uh, for the Pride there. Uh, I believe Hofstra uh, is in action in a game. They're they're thirteen and a half point favorite against Northeastern uh, in a game that uh, is is just about to tip off. Uh, Hofstra right now has moved into the top hundred though. Of the of the Kenpo metrics and uh, am they, I seeing
3: a tie here? 82 all TCU yeah. Texas so Tech. What's going on? Out
5: of the timeout, TCU runs a quick uh, a quick cutting play off off the inbounds here, forces I'm Fardaz IMac to take the foul inside. So TCU with wow. three seconds left makes the first free throw, makes the second free throw, and it is 83 82. Now Texas Tech will take their final timeout, 4.8 to go, and they'll have uh, and they'll be in a wow it's very interesting actually though no, they will not take the timeout and i like this Will they should inbound the ball get to half court then take the time take it smart absolutely so, but wow they go back into harman they're not taking a timeout harman for three no off the backboard and the oh. upset bid comes up just a little bit short for texas tech he had I'm a timeout, watching. will did he, why would did he get a good look or no not really i mean it was basically no. a heave from 30 feet that uh that only got the it basically got the edge of the backboard I, I, it's amazing how we're in 2023 and coaches still don't really understand the yeah. the usage of the timeouts. When you have to go the length of the floor in college basketball, all yeah. you need is one pass. It takes about one and a half seconds, right. cradle the ball, call a timeout and you're good. You, especially when you have five seconds left. That is my pet peeve. When you need to go
3: 90 feet in like three seconds, and they throw a three foot, three foot pass. And it's like, come on, throw, throw the baseball pass. Take your risk there. You know, catch it sort of like a football player, keeping both feet in bounds. As soon as you catch it, you call that timeout and boom. <laughs> Uh, but look, I guess uh, nobody's asking us. So that's no, a tough one for Texas Tech, man. That's a really tough loss to yeah. fight all the way back and lose. And oof, that's, that's
5: a bad no loss. No doubt. Uh, that is a spot where Texas Tech also, you know, they close a two-point favorite. So even I, though, you know, we view this from the perspective of a team trying to pull a, quote, you know, upset in the rankings, try to get in on the right side of the bubble. Texas Tech were the favorite. That was a very evenly split game betting-wise. And so TCU, technically in the betting market, they do pull off an upset and a game that just flies over, uh, flies over the total, goes over by 21 points, <laughs> over 144 and a half. There, uh, the the big game though of the day we have not gotten to it yet, and you have a play on it, Will, uh, that starts here in uh, in a few hours. It's Indiana and Purdue, the rematch after Indiana pulled off the, the unbelievable upset. Uh, just the, the you know the scenes in game one of the rivalry series between the Hoosiers and Boilermakers. Looking at the latest lines there for Mackie Arena tonight in West Lafayette. Market is solidly in favor of Indiana. The Hoosiers opened in this game, uh, catching seven and a half points. It's now down to Purdue minus six and a half. Will, what do you make of that move down toward the Hoosiers?
3: I agree with it. I agree with it completely. I thought the seven and a half, there were some eights out there. It's like, man, are there really eight points that separate these teams? I don't think so. I know Purdue hasn't played since Sunday, so they're rested. Indiana had to play Tuesday, that emotional game, uh, you know, against Michigan State in East Lansing. So you get a rest advantage. You get maybe a motivation advantage here uh, with college game day and be there after uh, an upset from Indiana. Uh, a few weeks ago I think it was three Saturdays ago so a lot of things point to Purdue winning the game but man I just don't think that there's eight points that separate these teams I know you have to worry about Edie just getting every offensive rebound and living at the line but to me Indiana can do enough to keep this game close and score efficiently I just, to me Purdue's been a fade here for a while now it's been either fade or don't play the game when it comes to Purdue I just I don't like their guard play I think it's Edie and not a lot else. So to me, this isn't the elite team that they look like the first couple months of the season. So I'll gladly take Indiana here, six and a half. You're cutting it close. I mean, look it's like like anything. When you could take plus seven and a half or plus eight and you end up with plus six and a half in your pocket, that's a long that's a recipe for <laughs> long term failure. That's just yep. not good betting. But
5: uh if you had, if I had to play the ball where it lies here, I'd still take the points, I think. I've been so impressed with how Indiana has developed this year under head coach Mike Woodson, where they were such a fade once they once they won in the first four against a pretty bad mediocre Wyoming team in the first four that was I remember that was the game I had the most conviction on in the first round against St. Mary's as a five seed and the game wasn't even competitive for Indiana but what did they do besides keeping Trace Jackson Davis in Bloomington they've improved from 95th in offensive efficiency last year to now top 25 and they can go toe-to-toe with teams like Purdue who are elite offensive efficiency machines on the other side because of their ability to space the floor. And with Jackson Davis going to another level this year, you watch them their sets on offense where Jackson Davis can pretty much do anything. He can get whatever shot he wants. And that has created so much other space for his teammates where you you watch Indiana now and you say the defensive numbers are basically the same from last year to this year. But the offense, it's like night and day. And and to that, I give coach Mike Woodson a ton of credit. A guy who I I wasn't sure how that transition would really go as a lifelong NBA coach to the college game.
3: Yeah. Speaking of NBA, I did the show last night with Wes Reynolds and we were talking about this game and we were talking about Victor Webb and Yama. And I know Wes is making the case for Victor Webb and Yama to, to not just go to the NBA, but to spend four years in Indiana, go to the yeah. Tim Duncan room, maybe go, to, maybe put on his weight at, uh, at assembly hall at the cafeteria there and, and try his hand at the college game.
5: But yeah, it's, uh, now you make some good points about Woodson. The, the freshman 15 for, for Webb and Yama. Just imagine that. Look, imagine I got- him in college. I'm... Yeah, that would be something else. I I watched Weminyama in person when he was here for the the, the French, uh, the Metropolitan's 92 G League Ignite series. It was Weminyama against Scoot Henderson, who is the number two pick projected in next year's draft. And yeah, that guy does not need to be on a college court. Well, I'll tell you that. Let me ask you this. Will he be an all-star next year? Well, a uh, book. If I, if I ran a book and I, and
3: I don't yet, uh, if I ran a book, I'd make that prop. Will Webin Yama be an all-star next year? I also make a prop: how many titles we will, will he win in his career? I, I don't know what you said it at one and a half, something like that. But what do you think? Will
5: he be an all-star next year? All-star is a as a rookie usually don't happen. Usually doesn't no. happen. But he I, don't I mean, know. That's a, I'd still say it's a I'd say it's a pretty solid plus price still. But yeah, would it would it surprise me that for the type of talent he is? Absolutely not. Uh, I'll be interested to see like Scoot Henderson, who if this was not, if this was basically any other year besides 2003 or 2023, right. Scoot Henderson is the by far and away the number one prospect overall in next year's draft. And, and getting to know him this year from calling games for the G League Ignite, like that's a guy who like is is such has a good head on his shoulders and is not at all like enamored with the hype around this whole draft process. But you like he is, is an unbelievable competitor, will. The fact that Wembenyama is going to go first ahead of him, and he went at Victor when they played together and played against each other here in Vegas, that's a guy who I feel like a lot of people will sleep on next year as a rookie. But Everyone's watching Wembenyama. Just watch out for Henderson next year, wherever he ends up, because that is as tenacious of a player as you're going to see. I mean, he has the body of like, a, like an Eric Bledsoe, and he's 18, yet he has a game that is so much more polished than most NBA players. Yeah, I've heard the Thompson twins are good, too.
3: I don't really know much about them, but it's too bad, for the, you know, these kids don't play in the college game. It, it really hurts the college game to not have these pro uh, stars here. And you get to know them, too. And, you know, once yeah. they hit the NBA, we're already familiar with them. I think that hurts the college game and hurts the NBA game a little bit, too. And yeah. Iowa has somehow cut this game to four. They were down 12 with like a minute not left. Not Or I don't know how it's happened. And we got a review here, which we get plenty of in college, so might be iowa ball they're still up against it down four with 29
5: seconds left well why didn't we just bet the over in that game like what were we doing yeah we made we made some mistakes <laughs> Mist- mistakes, we were made. mistakes were made milk was a made. bad choice yeah. it's 96 92 in the in a game that was a total of 145. i mean good lord uh Clint, I mean, it, talk about some big scoring games today. Clemson has gone final. They put up 96 on NC State win 96-71. Oklahoma pulls off an upset 61-50 over Iowa State as a 7-point dog and that TCU-Texas Tech game that final. TCU-83, Texas Tech 82 as a 2-point dog. Von Dalzell from
0: NBC Sports, he joins the show right after this.
6: Your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit Lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: This is Live Bet Saturday on vSEN, the sports betting
3: network.
5: In addition to new shows, vSEN will kick off new podcasts to give every bettor the insights, tools, and confidence to make smarter betting decisions vcin continues to expand its catalog of popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu no matter what sports you like to bet or how experienced you are you'll find a podcast for you the vcin college basketball betting podcast has some of the best college hoops analysis around breaking down the betting odds lines and totals host tim murray hosts three episodes each week with invaluable contributions from alternating co-hosts matt humans and adam burke and the vcin hockey betting podcast featuring danny burke and nhl betting expert Andy mcneil they cover all things hockey twice each week. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. As we welcome you back to Live Bet Saturday, I don't know how this game is still possibly going on, Will Hill. Yeah. they just, they, it, It's a slow, painful death. They don't want this game to be over. Michigan State 100, Iowa 98 with 10 seconds wow. left. And we're back to the review monitor again. Uh, what's going on? Yeah,
3: over caches, over reviews, caches, everything's going to cash except my Iowa ticket, but somehow down two. I don't know if you can get this game to overtime. Boy, that would be one of the all-time bad beats if Iowa could somehow Get it to overtime and cover, but they just can't. They can't get stops. They're just trading. You're trading points here, but you're trading twos for threes. Unless Michigan State misses a couple of free throws or or turns it over, this is just a, a formality here. But hey, 198, 10.2 left. This is a, a pretty wild result. I think this is a Michigan State team that won a
5: game earlier this season without hitting a three, and here they are. Uh, look like the 2017 Warriors. Like, well, I was wondering when the last time a Tom Izzo-led team right. gave yeah. up. They could potentially give up a hundred points in regulation. And win the game. When have you ever heard that? Right. I also wish that books start would start offering the Will Fran McCaffrey pick up a technical foul prop because Fran gets teed up again. So shocker that that that. that and happened. those points, those points are valuable
3: now because those are a couple free throws. And it was a 10, oh, they missed point the free game free throw. All right, Uh-oh. Iowa need a three to a tie. Foul here if you're Come
5: Michigan. on for three, got it.
6: Oh my no, he didn't. Did he really?
5: It's 101 to 101. No, it's not. Oh my no. God. and Michigan oh State has a timeout. They're not using it. Oh, they almost made a half court heave. You're ahead We're of the We're going me. to overtime crazy. in Iowa
3: City. My goodness. Will
5: Hill Charm, my leader goodness. of Matt Human's college basketball handicapping contest. Iowa minus what was it? Minus uh like, I I, lay, I got four and a half. Like I will just say this for the
3: record right now. If Iowa somehow wins this game and covers, which it's still a long shot, but it's not impossible. I figured that building's going crazy. I will not complain about a bad oh, beat until at least four o'clock. My,
5: until at least four o'clock. That's amazing. Uh, with that, we welcome Edvon Dalzell, who's just, you know, he's sitting back like watching us lose our minds, basically. Ed yeah, V. Money Sports, betting analyst for NBC Sports. I, I really hope you didn't have Michigan State, Vaughn, early on in, in the window. Uh, if so, I, we could just let you go right now and... 'cause it would, that'd be a horrible beat, but man, I'm, I'm can you logged believe in right this? now.
7: I'm logged in right now trying to get the Iowa money line live <laughs> bet in. And uh no one wants to offer it. It's locked up everywhere. I passed on this game. I like two player props that were overs. Uh they both hit with at least ten minutes left in the second half. So there's absolutely no defense being played in this game. But I love it. Um if we get something of a one fifty or better I'm all on Iowa. I'll definitely take them here as that Big Ten home team. There's just something about Big Ten home yeah. teams that they will not go away. They just won't.
5: If yeah, if you're in the jurisdiction where you can bet player props, uh, you should have just bet every one of them in Iowa. In Iowa, Michigan State, it's hundred one to hundred one. Uh, at least I'm seeing the one book uh, I, I have pulled up here. DraftKings has minus two thirty five on Iowa, and that's wow. actually that is now that has just been dipped down, but it's still locked right now. So minus one thirty five, I'm seeing Iowa money line overtime after a ridiculous final second comeback. So, wow. Okay. Um, Vaughn, speaking of the Big Ten, how about the big game tonight with Indiana and Purdue? How would you look to uh, attack this game in the rematch between two big rivals?
7: Yeah, obviously you say it's, it's a rematch game at home revenge spot for here for Purdue. They're two and three in their last five. So they need to regain that stature as a one seed. I'm one of those people that ranked uh, Purdue as a two seed. I took UCLA as my one seed. And I knew people weren't going to like that, but how Purdue's played as of late, uh, they haven't been as strong as of a team, but luckily they get Indiana here who just on the road, isn't the same team uh, as of what you see normally. I mean, as I said, big 10, we're talking about taking Iowa right now live. Uh, it's just a big 10 factor. The home teams are the better team. It's hard to win on the road. Indiana's lost two straight road games in conference, three and six in their last nine big 10 road games. And they had a three game losing streak earlier this year. You know, they kind of, reconformed and looked a lot better down the stretch. But this is a spot where I really like Purdue uh, a lot better than Indiana. So they are my money line parlays. Uh, if I can get a better number live on the spread down to a two and a half of three, I'm going to definitely dabble on that. But this is a better spot for Purdue than it is Indiana. And Indiana goes home the next game to play Iowa, who we just saw has 101 points scored and put up on them. Uh, so Indiana should have no problem bouncing back if they do lose to a Purdue team that they already beat. Uh, that was a number one seed earlier when they did beat them.
3: On another rematch, another marquee game. St. Mary's is in Gonzaga. St. Mary's won in overtime in a really good game a few Saturdays ago. Uh, is the five, five and a half? Is this too many points? What are you looking at here? St. Mary's in Gonzaga.
7: I had Gonzaga in the previous one. I think I got them at the opening line at plus four and a half. So Gonzaga was out early, looked good, and then they, you know, they blew that game, lost in OT. So I was really upset. Uh, to have a Gonzaga ticket in that game. But this game is a spot where I do like the Zags, but the five is a lot of points with them. Um, And, you know, St. Mary's has been playing very well. When you look at their numbers over the past month on Bartorvik, they're still a top 25 team. They're a top 10 team nationally in Ken Palm. And, uh, you know, I have them as a four seed, but I do think Gonzaga wins this game, but I think it's going to be a dogfight. I like Gonzaga in the first half you're playing them. I think if you get anything under a three and a half, it's a good number to roll with the Bulldogs. They've been a team offensively these past five or six games that have been pretty much the best in the country. Uh, so, right now, I like the first half, but St. Mary should settle in this game at some point, and I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll slow a couple guys down. I think um, I can't, uh, there's a couple players, but uh, there was a player that scored four points for Gonzaga, and the national media has been talking all about him. Um, I, I t- definitely cannot pronounce his name correctly. Uh, but I'm gonna try to here in a second. Uh, but uh, Julie, Julian Strother, I believe. There you that's go.
5: How you get pretty go. close. Yeah, he's Is a Vegas right? kid. Okay. Yeah, Julian Strother. Okay, yeah, 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 you're right there.
7: Yeah, he he struggled. He uh he had 10 points and only made four baskets the last time these two teams played. He's been on fire lately. Um, 23, 24, 25, and I think he had a little letdown uh, with 14 in his last game. So. He may have been looking ahead to this game. So maybe that's a good player prop tonight, I think, there we go. Uh, if
5: you want to do something else. I nice. said, uh, Ju- yeah, Julian Strather, uh, whose older sister Paris played at uh, UNLV, just uh, just right down the road here for the women's basketball program. There's a little something you probably didn't know, Vaughn. We, you know, the more you it. know, <laughs> that's the player prop for tonight. Uh, one other very interesting basketball game you have on the college slate that caught my attention. Oral Roberts is that darling team again this year, projected 12 seed. They have a chance to go 18-0, undefeated in the Summit League, as they go on the road to South Dakota State tonight. You bet the Jackrabbit. So why are you jumping in front of this Oral Roberts uh, train here?
7: Yeah, this is definitely going to be a scary game. I guess it's going to be uh, something to have fun with the, with this game. I've refreshed my screen about 17 times trying to place this Iowa bet, and DraftKings <laughs> is not having it. Oh, no. uh, I cannot take it anymore, so I give up. Uh, but this game is going to be great. I know that South Dakota State circled this one just because they got beat down. Oral Roberts by 39 points earlier in this season at Oral Roberts. So major revenge spot, South Dakota State circle. But this is a crazy game because Oral Roberts is trying to finish Summit League conference play a perfect 18-0. They go on the road to South Dakota State, who's 8-0 at home in conference play, has won nine straight home games overall. Oral Roberts 0-5 ATS in the last five. South Dakota State 7-0 ATS in the last seven. And oddly enough, when I look at the Bartovic numbers on offensive efficiency, South Dakota is number four or number five overall in this month of February in the entire country. And that's what Oral Roberts loves to do is just run up in the court, play offense, no defense. So we might have an Iowa State, Michigan State game here. Maybe I should be telling you guys, go play the over. Don't even play a side. Uh, maybe that's what I should be doing now. But I definitely think South Dakota State's going to give them all they can handle here. So I'll take the plus five. Um and you know they might get, they might win this all right and ruin Oral Roberts perfect uh summit league record. Vaughn,
3: well, let's go to the NBA quickly. Sixers Celtics. There's a player prop you're looking at MB, talk to us here about uh what you like with MB tonight.
7: Well, I almost went to the Grizzlies Sixers game on Thursday and I watched it Oof. live and I regretted not going because that <laughs> was insane. Uh and Joel Embiid didn't have a good performance. He was seven of twenty-eight shooting versus the Grizzlies. Uh, 27 points, though, because he got a lot of free throws, 17 of them, and you look at his last five games, he's had 10 or more freebies in four of those five games, so I expect a lot of that, but with James Harden, he's had two games against the Celtics, 20 and 26 points, shot 50% from the field in both with 16 combined free throws. Uh, big big bounce back spot for them. They have to keep the momentum going here, because I mean, you look at the top of the East, it's the Celtics, it's the Bucks, and then the Sixers have to nibble at the whatever's left, so uh, I'll take Embiid over
5: 30.5. I like it. 30.5. Like, we've all been there. We think about it, eh, go to a game, and then it's cold out. And we're like, yeah, no, we won't make the trip. And then it turns into just an epic uh, finish down yeah. the wire. So hey, it, it happens. Uh, Von Dalzell, <laughs> qu- kind enough to give us some time here on Live Bet Saturday. Give him a follow at V Money Sports, betting analyst for NBC. Great to catch up with you, Von. Uh, best of luck here. Rest of your college hoops. Like going to be a very, very fun few weeks coming up.
7: Yes, it so will. Appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you soon. And let's go, Hawkeyes. Cover that spread. There we go.
5: Thanks, for up three make it five put back dunk well with a minute to go and for the first time in two and a half hours first time all game iowa is covered wow that's all i can say they were down 13 with a minute and a half left i just love unbelievable timeout michigan state okay we'll update you on that next bring in maddie fresh xfl betting analyst who will stop by the show it's an xfl day we'll talk about those games when we come back
3: This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That is VSIN.com slash subscribe. As we welcome you back live at Saturday presented by BetMGM. Look who stopped by. We have guests in the house. We still have Will Hill, who's with us from Connecticut. But Maddie Fresh is here, XFL analyst for Spring Ball Boulevard. Great to see you, man. How you doing? Yeah, I might be a little
4: underdressed here, but That's Spring okay. Ball Boulevard. Had to give it a little plug there. No, well, you're about <laughs> to sit show outdoors at uh, Cashman Field for, uh, yeah. for a couple hours there. So you you're had to prepare. Be- it's going to be wet for sure. Uh, hopefully, they get me in the press box because okay. I don't he's, know he's what the strings. forecast is going to look yeah. like. Unders today, though. Un- oh, <laughs> unders. All
5: right. Uh, we're going to get to the XFL here in a minute because the week two card kicked off Thursday night. Battle Hawks, big, uh, big money line win as a four point dog on the road in Seattle. Uh, first off, though, Will, can you take us through your, your, your mental state right now? <laughs> Iowa 110, oh. Michigan State 106, 20.5 to go in overtime. Yeah,
3: Iowa. Iowa ball, though they'll probably get some free throws. It's a free throw contest now. Michigan State's going to need a three at some point, so it's uh, it's a coin flip, which is way more than I could have asked for when it was a 13-point oh, game fuck. with a minute and a half left. This is just uh, insanity, unbelievable, complete, complete just crazy. crazy. College basketball a long time and not have a game like this, but long way from covering though. It's a free throw contest.
5: Still a now. long way to go. Uh, Will you're locked in. Uh, well, while you do that, we transition here. To the xfl before we get into the handicap for today and we have the single game today in vegas we have a doubleheader tomorrow in the xfl so far one week plus one game what what should be better takeaways from what we've watched so far
4: well actually three overs hit last week uh luckily last and it week, was f- four games per per week slate Yeah, right? yeah so you get a quartet of games each week i was surprised because the totals were very low they were mid 30s i think the highest one was 38 and a half we had three overs hit last week so uh, again, the totals reflect just sloppy offense. I think the odds makers out here are not expecting high flying games. So the highest total we get is 40 this week, but most of them 34 and a half, I think, today, and then 38 and 39 tomorrow. So still not getting into those mid 40s. The, the wow. odds makers are still skeptical of the offense this league can provide. So. Maddie,
3: I actually have a play on this game. I played the first half Let's under go. 17 and a half. I think we'll get some bad weather. What's the weather like there? I probably should ask Ben, but uh, what do you think of that play in terms of an under here with the weather?
4: Yeah, it looks like a total rain out. And if you know anything about DC's offense, they're going to pound the ball. This is a zone read type scheme from Fred Keis, who coached in the SWAC and led many prolific rushing attacks dc doesn't really have a spread attack so they're going to try to pound the ball eat up the clock uh, vegas on the contrary likes to air it out they got some good receivers martavis bryant's a name some people remember um geronimo allison so they do have some sure. targets uh wow. brett huntley not getting the start again today for vegas which surprised me a little bit luis prez threw it to the other team twice last week with a dry ball What's he gonna do with a wet ball today? I think this total. I think that's a safe bet. Will at seventeen. Yeah. And the former
5: Texas A&M Commerce star, yeah. Luis Perez <laughs> out, D2 star, out there. D two yeah. star. Yeah. Those are some names too. It'd be Geronimo Allison, great former right. former Packer, uh, washout so yeah. to speak. Uh, I was I was supposed to play golf today, Will, and uh, that's get, that's getting washed <laughs> out. So boohoo for all of us here in uh, in, in Las Vegas. So we have Matty Fresh with us at Maddie Fresh TV. You can follow him on Twitter. Is it fair to say with the way the rules are set up now and encouraging, especially in the second halves of games, teams to be so much more aggressive in the scoring perspective that what Will said, what you said earlier, where Will's going first half unders, I believe three of the four games last week were unders in the first half, but also went over for the full game. Is it too small of a sample size to look at or something real when you look at the way the scoring and the general rules are set up for XFL where you can look at first half unders and then full game
4: overs? Yeah, I think it's going to be a trend because in the second half, you get to the point where you can then go for fourth and 15 instead of the onside kick. So that's huge. When you have a 12 point game in the XFL, it's really only one possession because you come down, you score, you got a hot quarterback like AJ McCarron. We saw on Thursday night, then you go and get the fourth and 15 play. So from there you get an extra possession that screams more points in the second half than you're ever going to see in the first. We're seeing a lot of comebacks for that reason. And again, this is sloppy at the beginning, and then offenses tend to get their footing under them. These guys had four weeks of training camp in Arlington. They didn't even get a full scrimmage in, mm-hmm. so they're, they're still learning, and the quality of play will get better as the season goes on. But yeah, you're right. A lot, lot less points in the first half than the second half so far.
3: Maddie, we do this with the NFL week one to week two. You want to make an adjustment to these numbers, but you don't want to have an overreaction. What are some of the adjustments you made to some of the teams? I know Orlando looked terrible. Uh, what are some of your takeaways here from week one to week two? We're like, I, I got to move my numbers a little bit, but I don't want to go
4: too crazy. Right. And I, I don't think the odds makers really adjusted to DC winning against Seattle. Cause if you look at the box score, Seattle dominated, they had eight more first downs. They had 170 more yards. They, they, they controlled the time of possession, so DC still at plus three and a half today, even being one and zero to Vegas, a team who kind of looked lifeless um, on Saturday. So mm. again, odds oddsmakers not overreacting. I still think DC is the right play here i have them plus three and a little bit of sprinkle on the money line i just think the weather you always want to bet the team that could run the ball right when the weather is bad like this dc can run it much better than vegas in fact vegas only had 25 yards rushing last week Uh, every team in the xfl had double that yeah
5: the uh, the numbers right now too a lot of shops at three you can find on the east coast though dc catching three and a half Uh, Uh, but that brings up this whole topic on on key numbers like what are they in
4: the xfl you really don't
5: know so uh, it's impossible to say and and that's and i also look at it too where it's a it's a new league you know what third reincarnation technically since 2001 we've had literally five games of data so far how can we really sit here with any conviction and say oh a team ought to be four points better than another when home field is pretty well neutralized considering all the, considering all the teams are based in Arlington fly out the day before the game. Right. Like I look at this as saying just a dog or pass league in general. Do you feel the same way?
4: I do. And if you look at kind of the travel issues that they're already having, San Antonio and Orlando had their charter flight delayed. They ride Mm -hmm. the same plane out to these games. I didn't know that. Remember this is, yeah, this is XFL 3.0. Like there's some corners that have to be cut right off the bat to make sure that this league is going to be built to last. And that's one of them. You have travel from Arlington each week to the stadiums. So San Antonio and Orlando, I had them ranked as the two worst teams on paper coming into the season. They play tomorrow. Right. They didn't look good in week one. So those are some things you can go off of. What did we know before the season that validated itself in week one? And that was San Antonio and Orlando having low-level quarterback play and just not very good offense. And that's why I'm taking the under. Had it at 38.5 for tomorrow's Brahma's Guardians game.
3: What is the proper strategy after you score a touchdown? We know there's no extra points. You know, you get the option of uh, just walk us through that for people who haven't watched or aren't familiar with the rules yet. What do you think the proper strategy is post-touchdown?
4: Well, you could do what June Jones does and go for three every single time. In fact, I think they had a a score and they had gone for three when a two-pointer would have made it a three-point game. And we saw St. Louis kick a game-winning field goal on Thursday Mm. night. If June Jones goes for two there and gets it, That's only a tie game going into our first ever XFL overtime, so some coaches are setting their ways. You're going to see Seattle and Houston probably want to go for three every single time. I talked to D.C. Offensive Coordinator Fred Kice this week. He said it's all a numbers thing. He would like to go for two sometimes, but if three is warranted, he'll do that. A lot of coaches just playing it by the numbers. Bob Stoops Mm -hmm. does that as well, but I haven't seen a lot of teams go for one. It seems like two or three is the only option. Why would you? If you right, it's the it. XFL, um, right? That, by the way, definitely not encouraged from the top, uh, from oh, the powers I'm, that be. I'm <laughs> they, they stunned.
5: I am stunned to hear that, Matt. Yeah. That they're like, yeah, guys, please don't go for not don't, don't be those guys. Don't We do didn't make that. this
4: rule for nothing, Yeah, right.
5: what, what are we doing here? So, the line for today you can find DC Defenders, Vegas Vipers. Most books have this Vipers minus three and a half, 34 and a half the total. So, you're looking at DC as a dog. Yeah. Will Hill likes first half. Uh, under seventeen and a half. What's expected to be bad weather conditions? I will eighty percent chance of rain rest of the day uh, here in the Las Vegas Valley. So that's it's uh, that is sunny here to, uh, because
3: Iowa covered.
5: So it's all sunshine. Right <laughs> it here. is all it's all sunshine in Connecticut where Will's at. Uh, then for tomorrow, San Antonio Brahmas and Orlando Guardians. It is San Antonio four point favorite in Orlando. Total is now down to thirty seven and a half. So good number for you there. You're going yeah. under. Up 38 and a half. And then our final game, it's Arlington at Houston. Biggest spread on the board. Mm-hmm. Roughnecks laying 540 is the total wow. there. What do you make of that third game?
4: I just feel like everybody who's betting the XFL is just looking at the, the Houston Roughnecks as a league above everybody else. What they were able to do in week one with A.J. Smith and that air raid offense, I think nine different receivers caught a pass. They definitely have the most talented wide receiver room in the league, and they also have A.J. Smith, who's a great offensive coordinator, and he was in the first, or actually, well, the second iteration of the XFL Mm -hmm. in 2020 under June Jones. So, yeah, I think it's a little disrespectful to Arlington. Uh, I did not play the five, but it's Bob Stoops, right? This is probably uh, one of the best rosters on paper coming into this season. So I think that game gets inside a field goal, but the total is what you want to look at here. Okay. This has overwritten all over it. A.J. Smith's going to throw the ball 60 times a game for that Houston offense. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. And Arlington held without an offensive score last week. You know Bob Stoops. That's unacceptable for him and some of the offenses he's yeah. ran. So they're going to fix that in practice. I could see this being 34-31. Right.
5: This is going to be the best game yeah. of the weekend. Great stuff, man. We appreciate the insight, especially for us as as betters. We're trying to get our heads wrapped around this new reincarnation of a weird spring league, but there's a lot of fun and a lot of betting opportunities around it. It's football. Uh, It it is. It is also (laughs) football. Uh, He is Maddie Fresh. Give him a follow at Maddie Fresh TV. XFL betting analyst for Spring Ball Boulevard. He'll be out at Cashman Field today. Hope I hope they give you a nice little. Yeah, I'll be in a poncho. Say say hello to me. (laughs) All right, good to see you, man. Thanks Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate that. One more segment for Will Hill and I. When we return, we'll update all the college troop scores right after this on Live
0: Bet Saturday.
2: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one on one
1: contest. Yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top not of it.
0: like that, see that?
4: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella to point game. I remember mean, you came out from crying tears. I
1: mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me?
4: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is live bet Saturday on v the sports betting
3: network.
5: BetMGM is offering college basketball fans a chance to pocket extra cash winnings all season long. Just log into your BetMGM account to receive your college basketball parlay boost token. Then place a college basketball parlay with a minimum of four legs using the token. And if the parlay hits, you'll have your winnings boosted. New to BetMGM? Download the app and sign up now to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Take your shot at making a big win even bigger. Place your four-leg parlay today and boost the excitement of college basketball like never before with a college basketball parlay boost token only at BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. It is our final segment together here on Live Bet Saturday. But don't worry. Live Bet Saturday continues for another three hours here on a Saturday full of college basketball. Back with Will Hill. I'm Ben Wilson. Uh, Will, take us through how this Iowa-Michigan State game, the game that refused to end, how did it end up actually winding out there for you? And how did you actually cash a ticket with the Hawkeyes today?
3: I'm still not sure. I mean, I, I look. I, I kind of gave up on it. Ten-point game, minute and a half left, and corner of my eye. Four with thirty seconds left, and yeah, you know, Michigan State just kept, you know, making free throws. I don't know how. I, I my guess is Iowa just hit a bunch of threes and traded threes for twos. Uh, Michigan State missed a free throw and up three. This is where, look, I'm not complaining because it helped me out, but if you're up three and there's four seconds left, just foul. It's very hard to score three points with two free throws. It's especially a good shooting team like Iowa. All it takes is one three to tie it, and then you kind of felt once, you know, I'm sure the, the building was going crazy, all the uh, the momentum, which is a, a debatable term, but you have a comeback like that, you're at home. Uh, I'm not surprised Iowa got the cover there in overtime, and just an incredible win. Down 13 with a minute and a half left. You could bet college basketball a very long time and, and not get a win like that. Just incredible.
5: Where dogs go to die. That's that's why we were on the air. Uh, Von Dalzell from uh, NBC Sports was on with us at the time. He was just like pounding his DraftKings button. Like, let me bet. Let me bet. Uh, right. Iowa money line. I'm a lot From what I saw, a lot of books had that locked in overtime, even though they were showing numbers. So it was very, very yeah. hard to get a bet down once we went to overtime there. But the game of the early slate, uh, no doubt, Iowa... And Michigan State there in Iowa City for the games underway right now some interesting scoring early where you have Arizona State playing Arizona really really tight 35 all there four and a half to go in the first half and so my, my concerns about Arizona State being able to score so far that has not come to fruition even in a hostile environment there at the McHale Center we'll see how long that can last but you know give credit to the Sun Devils you figured it wouldn't be easy Laying 12.5 in a rivalry game at home for Arizona. That spread is now down to 10.5. Total now up to 166.5, Will, with that early scoring barrage.
3: Yep. Not a game. I got involved with it. Like, you know, Arizona, you wouldn't be surprised if they pulled away, but you wouldn't be surprised on the other hand, if Arizona state in a rivalry game, a, a situation where Arizona doesn't have the greatest guard play where Arizona state uh, hung around and, and that's what they're doing so far. Arizona can hit you with these runs out. You can look at me like, Oh, it's a tie game. We're in it. Arizona can hit you with a, with a 12 2 run pretty quick with their tempo and their, and their pace. But uh, the score that I'm looking at all the scores here, the one that
5: surprised me, what happened to Missouri, Georgia, you faded the Tigers and uh yeah. and they said, Will Hill, we don't like that. Uh, it was Georgia was up Ge- seven. Yeah. I, I have to okay, I'm pretty Georgia was up forty-one thirty-four in this game, Will. Right. It is now Missouri 83, Georgia 59. 85 59. My <laughs> Unbelievable. goodness. Unbelievable. Yeah. That is lunacy. So by my math here, I'm I'm terrible at math, but I'm just I'm doing it really I might I may or may not have pulled up my calculator app on my laptop. Carry the one. That is a forty-nine to 18 run for Are you serious? Yeah, that was one. I saw that one team was up by
3: 20 or so and you're like, oh, uh, last update you were saying how Georgia had a lead. I figure, all right, Georgia pulled away, but it was uh, it was football, but not one I used for the contest. I I think a couple people had it in the contest Used Georgia used them as their best bet. So uh, man, just some uh, some crazy results. I'm sad this college basketball season. This is a lot of fun. I'm sure a lot of people are just getting into college basketball. You know, a lot of people that have regular jobs, not like us they can only focus on one sport at a time and college basketball is
5: just sort of coming into the picture and already we're uh, we're moving on to some of these conference tournaments. So you're part of that uh, VEASAN college basketball betting contest hosted by Matt Humans on the Friday night show, the Saturday bet prep that we have here on VEASAN. How long does that does that go will? How many more weeks do you guys have left with that?
3: I should I should probably know but I don't. I think March 17th is the last day. I'm okay.
5: pretty sure. At the, yeah. so will hill in the lead and just got i would just end it we should just end it now we've I all would, gone far yeah. enough
3: just end it now Come
5: on. you're in the lead you just got iowa yeah. to cover and not only that you are also on baylor today who got a, a big amount of support in the market baylor ends up closing as a four and a half point favorite up for minus three they get down by 11 right out of the gates down 21 10 i look up right. baylor is uh tied the game 23 all there with three and a half to go in the first half
3: yeah, I, th- I might have even been more than that because there was a little overlap between uh, the Missouri game and and this Baylor start. They're both on ESPN. I think I saw 19 to four Texas. It was like,
5: uh oh, you, wow. you never want to see that score to start, but here we are. We're uh, we're tied, and we got a whole new ball game. Whole new ball game, indeed. Uh, right there. The other big game of this current window that we're tracking, uh, Will has the Oklahoma State play uh, at. Um, they got steam for minus two all the way to minus four. It closed in some spots. <laughs> Tight game early. K State up 29-27. Three and a half to go in the first half. Just pulling up my uh, live odds there. K-State is still a slight dog, but it's now down to one and a half on the live line. 146 and a half your total. And then Arkansas controlling the pace early in Tuscaloosa. That's the big storyline for these marquee 2 p.m. Eastern window games. Arkansas 29, Alabama 22 at the under four first half timeout. Alabama down to a point and a half live favorite. Uh, and Arkansas as that very popular dog getting bet down from nine all the way down to seven and a half or eight at close certainly looking like the right side so far
3: yep uh, Arkansas like a tough team they're athletic they, they just if they can ever make some shots and it's funny a lot of these SEC teams are like that they just can't shoot not a lot of shooting in the SEC but uh, some great athletes at Arkansas if they get some some shots to they sink they're uh, they're not an easy out by any stretch
5: as far as what is still to come want to make sure we get Will uh, your final play that you have as part of your Uh, college college basketball handicapping contest going to the Mountain West where San Diego State has been the top team in the league most of the year they go to the pit in Albuquerque take on a New Mexico team that got off to a brilliant start under Paul Weir uh it's it started to come crashing down a very shaky conference slate for the Lobos now what did you like in this spot enough to make it into your top five on your college basketball plays today I Yeah, I took New Mexico. Like you said, they haven't played well. They've lost three out of
3: four, but this is still a good team. They've won, you know, they've won 20 games. They played San Diego State tough in the first matchup in San Diego State. I think this is just such an important game, you know, similar to Oklahoma state Baylor, where you're not playing well, you get to go home uh, in a game that's winnable and just sort of get back on track and make a statement. win. I just like the spot here for New Mexico. Like you said,
5: the pit is a very difficult place to play difficult place to win. So uh, I'm going to take New Mexico here to get the job done. You can tell, I as someone, I always remember these like old games and old teams. So I, my mind is still in the Paul Weir era. Obviously, uh, Richard Petino now the head coach for, yes. uh, for New Mexico. Uh, uh, yeah, the Lobos twenty and eight right now, and the, the advanced metrics still have them as a top fifty team, right behind teams like Iowa and North Carolina. Those are the teams that, that uh, at least from a long term kind of grade out most equally with New Mexico. I just have a little bit of concern at a team that has lost at, like the five of six. Did they just peak in December when they had a you know really impressive neutral court win against San Francisco, beat the Dons, beat St. Mary's on the road in Moraga, a win that is getting better and better every single day? Right. Is it just a team that that clicked with a very fast tempo? Did they click when other teams were really yet to get into the bulk of the season and really feel comfortable playing against that style? Because that's the thing, fast tempo, good offense for New Mexico against a grinded out Brian Dutcher type Aztec team that, that wants to slow you down and play lockdown defense. That's the only concern I'd have for New Mexico there tonight.
3: Yeah, for sure. San Diego State's a good team. And like I said before, people like us, we use the term buy low to sound smart. And buy low is just a fancy way of saying, hey, you're play, You're not playing well. That, <laughs> yep. that's really yeah, what not, it comes not down not to, well. but uh,
5: not playing well at all. Mountain West, a, a conference that has have really struggled to translate any of the regular season success into oh, yeah. march i think back to some of the craig smith teams at utah state with with sam merrill who are really really good yet yes. got to march and just looked over match. i remember the, the utah state texas tech tournament game a 6-11 game from a couple years ago utah state is the best team in the league got the doors blown off that's been an embarrassing couple years in the tournament how do you view that league performing once we get to march yeah i had utah state in that game too it's a concern but you know what it's, uh, you know, I don't know that that
3: translates year to year, but it's definitely something you have to take into account when you're, uh, when you're going through these brackets here. And I'm sure it'll probably be baked into the number a little bit, but I, I like this conference this year. I think it's a deep conference. That's going to be, if I could only one, watch one conference tournament, that would be on the short list of ones I'd want to
5: watch. That's going to be a really competitive tournament. Always, always really, really fun uh, to, to yeah. watch the Mountain West tournament. One of five this year. Uh, here in, in Las Vegas. It'll be at the uh, Thomas & Mack Center, home of the UNLV Run and Rebels. Speak, uh, again, speaking of teams, they in New Mexico, kind of similar, had a really good non-conference year, have really fallen apart as we've gotten into Mountain West play. Uh, so that pretty much does it for us. Wow, Will, three hours went by in a flash. I'm so used to having you on as uh, as a guest on Lombardi Line and and uh, just chatting with you in guest-type roles. This was so fun to be here for three hours. Uh, I hope I didn't do enough to uh, didn't scare you off here because we're back at it tomorrow. Back at it tomorrow. You're, are you doing the next show? Do you finally get to go home? Do, are you chained to that desk there? Yeah, it's, it's. I have to. I have to get permission to leave. Uh, I will be back on Lombardi Line though tomorrow morning with, uh, with Michael, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. And then Will and I, you're, we're uh, together for another three hours. So uh, we go over to the South Point next. Live Bet Saturday continues. Right. I believe uh, Danny Burke, Jared Smith. I, I want to say are our uh, are our upcoming show continuing on Live Bet Saturday. Will, man, you're off to a great start though. I, I at least I feel like I'm going to take some partial credit for you getting that Iowa bet home. You I, get you, all the credit. Well, you yelled at me for mushing you to start the show, but you got oh, you got to win as we came out. So great stuff by you today, man. You, you get all the credit. I feel bad that you're chained there like Jesse Pinkman, but oh, I appreciate it. Man. Good to I, see you. Definitely the Jesse Pinkman of
0: Bison. All right, we'll come back more live bet Saturday on the other side here on Bison.
4: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
2: Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at
7: viking.com.